Almost a weekend and you don't know what to do Or you just need something fun to listen to Southside Pod! Yes, we're on the Southside air Pod. And the gang's all here, all things on the Southside We're listening to the Southside Pod Looking for the best Southside breweries Or you might just need an awesome place to eat Green, Blue Island, Beverly, pay listen, all sub to your tuned in to the Southside Pod. Southside Pod! Oak Lawn, Midlothian, Oak Forest, Chicago Ridge, Flossmore, and Bridgeview, you're listening to Southside Pod! All right, we're out in Payless today. I mean, I, I have not really had a chance to spend a lot of time in the Payless area. I've had a lot of people complain. Uh, on the Facebook pages that we're not in Payless enough, so I'm going to spend some time, some quality time in Payless, and our good friend Lauren Cazola, who you've heard so many times on the show before, uh, is now in person. This is the first time that we've actually met face-to-face, Lauren. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for coming. It's so nice to see you in person and at our farmer's market. This is a cool <laughs> farmer's market. I mean, we're going to walk around. We're going to talk to some of the people here, but, but first off, big. I've been to a few of them in the area. How long has this been going on, and, and how did it get so big? The farmer's market's probably been around for over 15 years with the city. It's always been ran volunteer base. And about four years ago, um, the great lady, Anne, who was running it, volunteer, she decided she needed to take a step back. So the recreation department, the city took over. And so ever since then, I feel like we've been able to grow and expand. And um, right now, we have about 35 vendors in our market, and we're hoping to expand it even next year. So, yeah. It, it's, you know what it is? It's highly organized. I mean, I, I pulled up. There was a sign that said where the parking is. There's a sign we're standing next to right now that has the market manners for dogs and pets who may come to the market. I mean, you people in Payless Heights are extremely organized when you're doing things. You also seem to have a very large selection of food along with uh, crafts and, and it looks like a couple of actual real farmers. How do, how do you gather people to bring them into here? Are they, are they generally regulars? Do you advertise the people? Are these mostly like small businesses trying to get off the ground or like this where I'm going to start at a farmer's market? Yeah, so our farmers that have been with us, they've been with our market forever. They're, you know, continuously wanting to come back because we have great customers. The community's fabulous. They come out, they shop. And then as far as our like local artisans, their small businesses that just want to get their, you know, name out there. Yeah, we have some really great uh, vendors that are brand new to this outdoor market this year, but we have our vendors that have been here for years and years that come back every year. So we're lucky. So how we find them is on Facebook or going to other farmers markets. Um, we're unique because our market's on a Wednesday um, morning. So there's not a ton of Wednesday morning markets. So a lot of people are available. Some markets markets are on Saturdays or Sundays or Friday nights. So we're really lucky to have our vendors here and we couldn't do it without them. They're amazing. Do people feel more farmery in, in the fall? <laughs> Is this like a big month for you? You get a lot of people that are like, ah, I got my pumpkin spice latte. I'm going to go out and I'm going to look at some free range eggs. Okay, that's what I'm going to do. Is that what happens? That's what happens. You know, as soon as it gets, you know, 50, 60 degrees in the morning, people are out wanting their pumpkins. Oh, yeah. I even, as soon as Duncan had the pumpkin out in, like, August, I've been drinking it ever since. (laughs) 
it's, a, it's a sickness, to be honest with you. All right, so we're going to check out some of these places here, uh, and then I'm going to scoop back over and talk to you about some of this big stuff that's coming up here in uh, in Palos Heights in the uh, in the next month or so. So, uh, But I, I'm exploring. This is me in Palos Heights by demand. <laughs> Okay, a lot of angry people on the Palos Heights Facebook pages. Like, why are you never here? And I try to get here. How many times have I come to you and said, let's get together in Palos? A lot. And last year, we tried to get you out at one of our biggest events, and it got rained out. So I'm here now. It's half our fault. I'm here we'll now. take half the blame. I'm going to see tamales <laughs> and yeah. uh, and pumpkins and flowers and crafts, and we're going to check some stuff out. Can I say one quick thing? Go for it. We are extending our market by a week. So our closing day will be August, or August oh my gosh, October 12th. No. October the 12th. 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. will be our last day. So every Wednesday until then, we are here. Wow. <laughs> All right. We're going to go check it out, Lauren. We'll talk to you in a little bit. Thank you. All right. First stop, we're going to hit a farm. Okay. I figure if we're in a farmer's market, uh, we got to find the farmers first. Uh, Jeff is standing here with me. It looks like Zeldin Rust Farm Market. Is that the name of the farm, Zeldin Rust? That's correct. Where are you guys located? Uh, Chicago Heights, Illinois. You got a farm in Chicago Heights? I didn't, I didn't even think there were farms in Chicago Heights. So this isn't a long drive for you. No, it's half an hour. So what do you offer here? Like, what's the big seller? Because I see you got everything. You got peppers, you got watermelon, you got cantaloupe, you got tomatoes, which look beautiful, by the way. You got a ton of beautiful tomatoes here. I'm going to have to bring some of them home myself. But what's the big seller? Like, what do people come to the farmer's market generally to get from you guys? Uh, Sweet corn is the biggest one, I think. Uh, After that, it's tomatoes or watermelons or cantaloupes. Do you think there's an allure to the idea that somebody comes in here and they're like, you know what? It didn't go through a supermarket. I know it came from a farm and that's why they buy here. I think so. They want to know that it's local and that it's fresh and uh, it is a lot better quality than the grocery stores for sure. To you as a farmer at a farmer's market, are all these other stands like just a bunch of posers because they're not actually farmers? Like they're just, they're like, I mean, I saw somebody over here just selling like charms on a, on a, on like a necklace. Like it's not a farmer's market, is it? Uh, it's okay. I mean, uh, no, they're not farmers, but they help bring more people in here. Or when uh, we bring the other people in there, they can get some more business too. It's all good for everybody. So, all right. Well, Jeff, uh, everything here looks wonderful. I'm going to let you get back to work because you guys are busy. And uh, thanks so much for jumping on Southside Pod. Yeah, no problem. All right. First, I walk up to this spot and I'm like, tamales. All right. It's a tamale stand. I asked this gentleman, what's the name? of the tamale stand and he goes Araceli's Bakery and then I look over and they have a bakery next to it so tamales and baked goods how does this come about uh, we started uh, like 25-30 years ago doing bakeries and then we started about 12 or 14 years ago with tamales and now we do both is that a natural progression in, in terms of how you make the tamale? Because I, I know a tamale is an involved process. A lot of people think it isn't because they basically just ask for it and it just comes out of a pot generally. But it's a long process, right? The bakery process is one, it's pretty simple, baking. Uh, tamales is totally different. You're actually making masa, you're making food, you're making meat, you're making uh, uh, vegetables, and you're processing it and then actually uh, putting it in the oven to steam it. So it takes like an hour or two hours to cook. So it's a, it's a big process. Assembly line is what it is. Think of your best one that you have and tell me what the secret is. The, the best one is the original, which is the authentic one, which they are authentic, is the pork one. And that's all made like a pulled pork uh, made with a special masa. We buy the masa and then we do our own ingredients. So if I couldn't tell you the secret. I'd, I'd have to kill you. you know? <laughs> I couldn't do that. There is a secret to it. 
and they're delicious. And people eat them, and they're totally surprised when they have them because they're, they're really good. Bunch of locations, it looks like, on your banner. Cicero, Franklin Park, Melrose Park, Villa Park. So, you know, you have four locations and you still find time to come to the farmer's market. Why is that? We make time. Uh, people are looking for us. We have a good following. Uh, we sell a lot of tamales. People look for them. We started, like I said, 12 years ago here and people look for them. And we have orders, special orders even, and people that order pre-orders. And that's why we're here. People look for them. Tell me a little bit about the bakery before I let you go. I see a ton of muffins out there. Uh, that seems like good farmer's market food. Like People are looking for something to snack on, so that makes sense. But what, what do you guys specialize in? Well, we, muff, we have muffin. We have a chocolate muffin. We have blueberry muffin. We have uh, cranberry muffins. And we also have different breads, too. Um, we have them all. They're all delicious. They're all really good. And see, this is why I could never work in a bakery or a tamale place or any place that serves food. I'd be 500 pounds. You, you're doing well, my friend. I, I think you, yeah, seriously, me, I, whew, I'd be a big boy. Well, we do well, but uh, normally sometimes people say, well, who bakes and who, who cooks? And Well, I do everything, but I mostly eat. <laughs> and that's the problem. Araceli's Tamales and Bakery. The tamales here at the Farmer's Market, the bakery. Like I said, they have multiple locations all over the place. They can look you up online? Online, yes. So we're on Facebook and we're online. Yes, we are. All right, thanks for joining us. Thank you. What was a rabbit's name in Bambi? It was Thumper. What's this called in radio speak? It's called a bumper. It's a bumper. Have you been injured at work? Then you need someone who will fight for the care and compensation you deserve. The insurance companies will look out for themselves and their bottom lines, not you. I'm Matthew Coleman, partner and head of the work injury department at the law offices of Parenti and Norm. My team and I have the experience, dedication, and proven results it takes to fight for your rights. Call or text me today at 312-641-5926 or visit us on the web at pninjurylaw.com. Have no fear, we have plenty more ahead from Payless Heights and their farmer's market. We're also going to talk about some big events coming up over the next month or so in Payless with Lauren Cazola. You heard from her at the beginning of this episode. But first, joining me on the phone line right now, he's been on the show before, and uh, I loved it so much. I think I'm going to bring him back every once in a while just to talk, especially during this fall season, about high school football here on the South Side and maybe a couple other sports we'll get in there uh, before this episode is done. Tim O'Brien from the Beverly Review is on the line. How are you, Tim? I'm good, Chris. You're making me blush here. But uh, but no, we appreciate it. I uh, appreciate you having me back on. And, uh, you know, fall sports are crazy with all this, this, the different sports going on. So, yeah, whenever I can be on, give me a, give me a holler. Well, listen, I'm, I'm experiencing this for the first time since I was in high school in my house. I have a junior who, let's be honest, the first couple of years she's in high school, she's pandemic and coming out of the pandemic. So like, it's like normal for the first time. And I have a freshman now. So I have two of them in high school and it's like back to football games. And, you know, he's playing hockey. He had his first games over the weekend last weekend for brother race JV. And there's like so much going on. She's in the marching band and my schedule is absurd. So I would imagine your schedule is even crazier trying to keep track of all these teams and these events going on. It's the fun time of the year for sure. The summer's always a little calmer. And then once football kicks in with volleyball, tennis, cross country, swimming, spring's the busiest, but there's just a different busy feel to the fall. So yeah, I'm with you. It's uh, there's always something going on and it's uh, you know, pick your poison. Where do you want to go? What do you want to miss? Because we've got so many good 
athletic teams across the area that, you know, it makes my job uh, really easy and really difficult sometimes to just kind of balance it all out. Have any football teams to this point early in the season, I think we're through three weeks, we got the fourth weekend coming up right here. Anybody surprise you, either in a good or bad way, that it's not exactly what you thought they were going to be? The biggest surprise, I think, is locally that everybody knew they'd be good, but they've had three really big weeks as Morgan Park High School. They've had some big wins. They took down Richards emphatically week one. Um, they're coming off of, uh, they beat Phillips. They've beat Rich Township. They're 3-0 and heading into a big week four matchup at Curie uh, up at Rockney Stadium. But I think they're probably the biggest just overall, you knew they'd be good, but maybe not, you know, how how good. And uh, it's not a surprise, but Mount Carmel's destroying people. They've beaten St. Rita, Notre Dame, and they beat Phillips too. They've only given up three points all season, and it was on a 51-yard field goal. So not a surprise. I, I wasn't expecting them to be this dominant. I knew they'd be really good and, you know, a potential state title contender, but they're rolling right now. So those are the big ones just because let's see what Morgan Park does the rest of the way once they're, uh, you know, once they've got the rest of their Red South games coming up and Mount Carmel's rolling and they got a big one this week against Marist. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of positives. Nobody's really struggling right now. We got a lot of good teams. Evergreen Park's 3-0 locally with a big matchup this week against Richard. So, you know, we're only a third of the way through, but it flies by. So, you know, enjoy this football season because it promises to be a good one with some really strong teams. You've covered this for a while for the Beverly Review. Um, You you mentioned Evergreen Park. The nine-foot homemade oak bar is in Evergreen Park, even though we're covering all the South Side here on South Side Pod. So I'm aware of what's going on up the street there. But that's a team that doesn't show up any polls uh, nobody's sitting there picking them to go win the state championship, uh, but they're three and zero. How how far into a season does a team like Evergreen Park have to win before? And it could be any team, but w- when do you start looking at a team and saying, "Wow, they really just keep winning and winning and winning"? Is it way too early to look at a three and zero team and just declare them good? With Evergreen, no, I think they're solid. Um, you know, because it. They're in potentially like the worst possible spot ever because up the street is Brother Rice, uh, St. Reed is close, Marist is close, Mount Carmel's close relative, you know, that they recruit the area well. So they kind of fly under the radar a lot, that they're just there surrounded by all these powerhouse private schools. They're good. They're not going to go win the 5A title necessarily, but they're a solid team who should be in the playoffs. They can go 7-2, and 6-3. and three maybe eight and one if things fall their way and kids stay healthy, but they've had a good run there. And coach Jerry Verdi does a a good job with the program. Um, You know, he works with those lower numbers and him and his coaching staff just put the kids in the right place. And, you know, last couple of years they've delivered more often than not. So it's all like the barometer who knows where they can go, but no, they're a legit good team. They should, uh, you know, if they can get past Richards this weekend, who's, 
struggling, but it's Richards. It's one of the best programs in the South Suburban. They're a team you got to watch to potentially chase that conference title, which would be huge for the Mustangs. Tim O'Brien hanging out with us here on Southside Pod. 30 minutes of good in a world of dumb for the Southside. Brought to you proudly by Tom Walsh, your Edward Jones financial advisor. He takes care of my money. He takes care of Bill's money. That's two out of three guys that sit here at the 9-foot homemade oak bar and make this show possible. I mean, it's not four out of five dentists, but two out of three Southside pod guys, pretty good. Stop in and see him at the corner of 111th and Kedzie or give him a call today, 773-779-0023. So take me through this weekend. Big matchups. Which ones should I not miss? Let's say I'm I'm, I'm here on the Southside. I want to find a good football game. I want I want to see I want to see something special. What what are you looking at this weekend? Mine was easy. Some weeks it's uh difficult to pick kind of where to go. Um I've got an all area matchup. Maris is playing at Mount Carmel Friday night at seven thirty. Um that that's just that's as good as it gets. Mount Carmel's rolling lately. Um Marist had a bad opening four minutes of a game in, against Glenbard West week one. But that's as good as it gets. When you combine the ESCC and the Catholic League, you are looking at matchups like this. It's area teams who didn't always face off a lot. Now they get to go head-to-head. So that's a big one. Um, that should be a big crowd. They've had a, a good kind of heated rivalry the last couple of years. If you're looking a little further out, Morgan Park at Curie, like I mentioned, is a big one. St. Rita is up at Bennett. They need a win to just kind of get back in the, the, the you know, get that momentum flowing again. St. Lawrence is kind of in a do-or-die game against Montini. They need a, a win to kind of keep their playoff hopes alive if it's not too early in week four to talk about that. And, uh, you know, Brother Rice has been a little up and down through three weeks, but they're up at Loyola on Saturday, which is always a good test just to see if they can kind of hang with the Ramblers on their their home field. So uh, week four, you know, now that we're in all the division games, you you can't really mess these up. These are good games, uh, you know, basically up and down the schedule. Give me something non-football for for those that are like, yeah, football. We've talked way too much about football, which is that possible? Yeah, I know. I know. It's crazy. So, <laughs> but give it, there's got to be something. There's got to be some other big matchup going on here in high school sports. The biggest thing over the next couple of weeks is one I always just circle on my calendar of can't miss. Hopefully nothing else is going on. We got uh, Mother McCauley's playing at Maris next week in girls volleyball. It's uh is it's as good a matchup of any girls' sports. It's the, one of the best rivalries in the state. The student sections come out and they're just yelling at each other, taunting each other in a nice way for the most part. But it, it's a great matchup. If you love sports, you should definitely go and check a game out. And both teams are rolling right now. Mother McCauley was the state runner-up last year in 4A and returned basically everyone. Um, their star player, uh, Ellie White, she's a junior. She's going to Michigan. In a couple of years, Marist is loaded. Uh, they're kind of figuring some things out rotation-wise, but they've been just destroying everybody they're facing. Cameron Chaney's their star senior outside hitter. She'll be at Princeton next year. It's a it's a great matchup. There's always a ton of energy. It feels like a state championship matchup in the middle of September. So if you can get there early, get a parking spot, get a ticket before it gets uh, you know sold out, I definitely recommend that. But that is next uh, next Thursday night, I believe, the 22nd. All right. Tim O'Brien, Beverly News Review. You know we're going to a ton of Oktoberfest here on the south side over the next couple of weeks, Tim. Before I let you go, are you an Oktoberfest traveler? I mean, there's two of them nearby you in Beverly. I know that uh, Open Outcry is having one on the 1st 
And I just learned, and we're going to be talking to them on the next episode of Southside Pod, Horse Thief Hollow has one two weeks after that. And then I know there's a bunch of them as you go out into the suburbs, Hailstorm and Tinley, we're going to be at Pollyanna and Lamont, we're going to be at, we're, we're, we, I'm trying to think of where else we're going to be, Evergreen Park has a village-wide Oktoberfest coming up in a couple of weeks here, so many of them to go to. Do you partake in the Oktoberfest? My uh, my wife loves fall potentially more than me. Uh, she just loves everything about the fall. So uh, when Oktoberfest stuff comes out, she just loves kind of taking that stuff in. So, yeah, at some point I'll run into you at one of these things just because once that weather turns and you get the flannels and, you know, all that good stuff, she's out there, you know, leading the pack. So we'll be there. <laughs> Probably armed with something that tastes like pumpkin, right? Oh, if I if I don't, it, it's a wasted day. Like, what's the point? You know, there's got to be something. <laughs> coffee, cake, cookies, uh, chips, something. So, yes, I, I'm along for the pumpkin spice ride. You got to at this point. Good Lord. Tim O'Brien, once again, sports editor over at the Beverly Review. Uh, thank you so much for jumping on Southside Pod, my friend. Well, for sure, Chris. I appreciate having me. <laughs> Oktoberfest season here on Southside Pod and all across the Southside. Before I get into our first two stops coming up very soon and the fact that I'm giving away a big prize to anybody that takes our Oktoberfest tour with us and hits every spot we're going to over the next couple of weeks, I want to tell you about Hyatt Home Medical Equipment. It's all about staying independent and in the home. It's all about making your home a smart home. They have a device that actually opens and closes doors for you. I think that's a great idea. I need that here. Just sit on the couch and open and close the door over and over. I could have fun for hours. But let's say you're looking for devices and tools for diabetes control. You need a tank of oxygen. You need a chairlift to get from the first to second floor. Ramp outside the house, specialty beds. CPAP machines, you name it, it's all there, top of the line, the best technology, they're going to show it to you, they're going to let you test certain things out, and they're going to give you a discount if you mention Southside Pod. They also work with your insurance to keep the cost down. Check them out online at hhme.com or stop in today, 3518 West 95th Street in Evergreen Park. Now on to the Oktoberfest. I'm counting five now. Five on the Southside Pod Oktoberfest Tour. If you come and find us at each and every one of them, I'm going to get you a Southside Pod Oktoberfest 2022 Tour T-shirt. Limited edition, only for those that make it to all five events. The first event coming up is Saturday, September the 24th. Join Southside Pod. Find us in our big, beautiful tent at Oktoberfest at the Forge in Lamont Quarry. Pollyanna Brewing Company puts on a huge event there's Pollyanna beer, cocktails, food, music. Put on your later hosing. Get out there and have a great time. $10 in advance, 15 the day of. Go to Eventbrite and secure your ticket now. And then on the 25th, Southside Pods in Tinley at Hailstorm Brewing Company. They have all of their German beers. They've got German food. They've got German music. Find me in the Southside Pod tent holding a boot full of beer. Those are the first two stops coming up on the 24th and the 25th with Southside Pod. I cannot wait, but it's now time to get back out there to the farmer's market in Palos Heights. There's so much more to see. 
Let's go. All right, next spot, we're going to go over and find some Polish food. I mean, this is how you know that you're Southside, okay? I'm staying here with Marek of Marek's Authentic Polish Food. And uh, first off, I see a lot of people serving food here. Are you cooking any of this or is this, is this your, you're buying the items to take them home? Yes, yes. We, we, sell, we sell frozen to take home and cook home. They are fully cooked, so mostly you need to uh, warm them up. Our pierogi are frozen. You keep them frozen and you put them frozen into boiling water and it takes five minutes uh, to cook them. Very easy, very fast and very tasty. There are a lot of different kinds of Polish sausages, which is, which is funny because generally most Southsiders go someplace and they just pick up a Polish. Yes, but it, it's yes. different types of sausages, right? You have, you have like six of them on this list. There is no Polish sausage in Poland. We have <laughs> over 400 sausages in Poland and right. these six are most popular. So I'm trying to uh, educate people about Polish sausages, not Polish sausage, but Polish sausages. Did, does that drive you nuts, the lack of knowledge that's, of which type of uh, sausages Poland provides? That's, that's, uh, that's why I'm here because uh, uh, I was wondering what is Polish sausage when I came first to the United States and never had something like this in Poland. So that's how the part of this is to educate people about Polish food and sausages as well. Miracle Microgreens, a farm of Orland Park. So this is something that is grown in Orland. Tell me what this is, because it doesn't look like your your typical farm. I don't think you're sprawled out all over Orland Park, but what is this? No, it's a uh, I, it's indoor farming. So I have a, a greenhouse, and I grow everything inside all year. So what are you growing that's unique that people are, are looking for when they come up to your tent? Uh, we have, uh, well, microgreens, first of all, are baby plants, and they're extremely nutritious. Like broccoli, microgreens that I, I grow are 40 times more nutritious than the adult piece of broccoli. Uh, the red cabbage and microgreens have 260 times more beta carotene than the adult piece of cabbage. Uh, because all the energy that comes from the seed is into that little plant, all that energy is in there and that's what makes, it, makes them so uh, nutritious. They're really healthy for you. So how'd you get into this? What was your background? You just one day said, I'm gonna start a farm indoors? Yeah, well, I've been into healthy eating now for the last five years, I've, I've lost like close to 50 pounds. And kept... I'm thinking about getting into healthy eating too, but the tamale stand's calling my name. Yeah, that's why I avoid those. But... <laughs> All right, I found more food at the farmer's market. I, I found an empanada stand, I believe. It says empanadas as the name of it though, and there are some really interesting options. These are not your classic empanadas. Kevin's standing here with me. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. So what is this? Because I see your basic what I would expect to be an empanada on here. And then I see some some crazy ones that are on here. I mean, I got apple uh, barbecue pork empanadas. I don't think I've seen very many of those before. There's a pepperoni empanada. W what is the concept behind this? That's right, yeah. So we have the uh, traditional Argentinian empanadas. Uh, you know, that's those are gonna be the beef, the chicken, the spinach, the ham and cheese. And then we have also some American flavors uh, you know, like you said, barbecue pork, sausage, pepperoni. Uh, these are all for like for the American palate. But we have a wide variety. We have a ton of flavors. Uh, I think more than 20, maybe. Uh, yeah, we have three locations. One is in Riverside, one in Lagrange, one in Homewood. 
and we've been doing Palos Heights for already a few years. So what do you like about the farmer's market? Because like you said, you got three locations. I've talked to another place that's got a few locations, but they still come out to these markets. Why? Oh, like I said, the Palos Heights uh, people, they come always to support. Uh, we sell them frozen here. We sell them baked. A bunch of people, they buy them frozen. Uh, very easy. You know, you can just bake it at the house uh, 15 minutes in the oven. So definitely a lot of people come here for the frozen empanadas. Multiple locations, another south side spot. Empanadas. Thanks so much, Kevin. No, thank you. Thank you, guys. I'm going to take some empanadas and some of this other food and bring it home from Palos Heights and I'm going to douse it in some Sid sauce. That is the locally sourced small batch flavor packed sauce made right here on the south side. They're growing the peppers here. They're bottling the sauce here. They got a ton of sauces for any kind of food. Check out all they have to offer at SidSauce.net. Laura Gazzola coming back over here, and I think we're pretty much running out of time. So what I'm going to do is, I'm going to do the Southside Pod bulletin board, but it's going to be all about Palos Heights to satisfy those in Palos that want more Southside Pod coverage. The bulletin board brought to you by Cool Clouds Vapor Shop. Quitting smoking is hard, and Cool Clouds wants to offer you an alternative with a full taster bar, CBD products as well. Visit them at 3837 West 95th Street or check out coolcloudsvapor.com. Lauren, what do we got here in Palos coming up? So we have, I'll start with our indoor farmers markets. Uh, We have one on November 12th from 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. And then Friday, December 9th and Saturday, December 10th. Same people? Same people, they'll kind of switch. It just depends on people's availability. So you should definitely come to all of them because you don't want to miss out. Um, We're right now looking for vendors. So if you are interested in being a vendor, we're looking for craft vendors, food vendors to come out. Um, You can email me, L-K-O-S-Z-O-L-A at palesites.org. Or you could call the rec center, 708-480-3056. You've done this one before, the indoor one? Yeah, we have. We did them last year. Does it feel less farmery indoors? Yes. Yes, it does. <laughs> you know, I knew it did. I knew the, the pained look on her face when she had to admit that it would be less farmery indoors, but it'll still be kind of fun. Okay, so what else we got coming up? And then we have our Dogtoberfest event, which is on October 8th, and it's at the Palos Pool parking lot or community park. It's a great event for all animals, not just dogs, but we're going to be raising money for Paws in Tinley Park. Another vendor, we're going to have a pet parade. Am I getting this right? You have something called Dogtober, but you probably were were pressured by the cat community for not being inclusive. And is that what happened here? Like the ferrets got angry and protested outside of the uh, Palos Heights City Hall? Yeah, that's what's happening. So our shirts that we that we have do say Dogtoberfest where all animals are welcome. So. Oh, come on. <laughs> We've had someone bring a fish before. A the snack. most woke Dogtoberfest I've ever heard of. <laughs> so everyone's welcome at Dogtoberfest. Palos Heights, they've got it, Dogtoberfest. What day is that again? Uh, October 8th, Saturday, October 8th at Community Park. All right, all right. And then we have the Great Pumpkin Patch, which is on Thursday, um, the 20th of October, which is a really fun event. You do have to pre-register. Dogtoberfest is free. Uh, the pumpkin patch you do have to register which you can register on our website that's a fun event and then the biggest event of October I think that Palisades puts on is our touch a truck and treat event it's a touch a truck event but we have a spin where kids can wear their Halloween costumes so they'll get to do trick-or-treating at each truck or vendor Um, so we usually have probably 25 to 30 vehicles out that kids could like 
honk the horn and do the sirens and actually sit in the seat of a fire truck or a dump truck or a semi. So it's a fun event. See, that's what a touch a truck really is. You're supposed to go and actually get in the seat and explore the truck. You don't walk up to it, just place your palm on the side of the truck and go, wow, and then walk on to the next one, right? Right. No, yeah. Because that would be weird. Yes, very weird. Yes. Thursday, October the 27th. I didn't even say the day. I, I love your town, and uh, I, I, the offer still stands. I will let you take me around the cool places in Palos Heights whenever you want to, Lauren. We're going to do that, All for right. sure. We're right. going to do that this fall. Cool. Let's cool. Make it happen. I'm looking forward to it. Lauren Cazola, Palos Heights, and the Palos Heights Farmer's Market. We had fun today. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's the South Side. It's the South Side. Y'all come back now, you hear?